Well, hey there, sugar. This here is Rogue, and you are listening to Comics in Motion. Welcome to the Superdraft, brought to you by Comics in Motion, an ongoing series in which contestants battle it out to have the best team of characters as voted for by you, the listening public. I'm your host, Super Dummy Paul, and today's contestants are... Chris Phelps from Manchester. Hello, Paul. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> I am Dave, in the opposite corner, and I am ready. Ooga! Yeah, maybe I shouldn't have said uh, an 80s game show entrance. Cause <laughs> don't say things like that to Chris, because, yeah, <laughs> mental note. I went full character then. I thought it was on Blockbusters. I thought you were on fucking Heidi High or something. <laughs> <laughs> I could actually see you waving. In the, That's yeah. what I was doing. I was actually waving to you, both. You know, my camera's not on. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, oh, well, this is a sign of how it's going to go. <laughs> Thank you for joining me, both of you, and thank you for joining us, everyone listening. Uh, Yes, as always, full rules of the draft can be found at superdummy.co.uk slash draft because they are very complicated, uh, and we'll soon find out if Chris has read them. But for a quick rundown of the main ones, uh, each contestant is going to pick five characters from a particular chosen category. Each character can only be picked once in a series. And again, we'll find out if Chris has read the list I gave him. The order will follow a snake format. So round one will be contestant A, then B. Round two will then be contestant B, then A, and so on and so forth. The winner will be decided by a Twitter vote, which can be found on the Comics in Motion Twitter feed at Comics in Motion P. The day this goes live, hopefully. So today's category, because otherwise Chris would have absolutely no chance at all is the 80s and 90s animated shows so these are all the wonderful ones that you remember from your childhood unless you're too young sucks to be you frankly because you've missed out on some great shows um but before we get into it we have to of course do the results of the last vote uh and you did a doozy everyone because it was 50 50 which is not fair on me because what what am I supposed to do now? <laughs> what, what, what did you think of the teams, though? I, I mean, to be fair, I think 50-50 is fair. I, I was listening to it, and I was, you know, there were five great characters on each mm. team. And as I was listening through, I was like, oh, yeah, that's a good point. And then, like, say, Jack would go, and then Rhea would go, and I'd be like, oh, yeah, that's a good one as well. So, I, honestly, I, I couldn't separate the teams so i actually think 50 50 you, you kind of want a, an outcome i guess but you know i i think that is a fair result yeah we'll just have to do a have a redo and make sure they're actually competitive next time um now chris i know you were on holiday in vegas which means i'm very angry at you but did you see the list what did you think of the um of the characters they picked how was your knowledge on them uh well the only one i really knew was uh poison ivy and that was pretty much Rhea's first pick. So I did like the way she said, like, the, her lips were was what sort of killed you, the Femme Fatale. Because I was thinking, I think, Femme Fatale, I don't need, I, I know this isn't my ballpark anyway, but uh, I was thinking, well, there's all sorts you could pick. Uh, would, I mean, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I think I would have gone for that because I actually quite liked Uma Thurman in the dodgy George Clooney Batman as well. I think she's quite sexy in that. So, yeah, I probably would have gone with that. And the cartoon as well, mm. Poison Ivy as well. I remember that the uh, with Mark Hamill as a Joker. But that's about where I stand on this, Paul. I'm sorry. And and I was in Vegas, so I did scoot through the episode because I didn't want to be, uh, you know, I always try and go through all the episodes that everyone does, but... It is so many. I always think oh, I'm yeah. such a knob at times, you know. But I did, I did, and obviously coming on here, I wanted to be ready because I know Mr. Uber prepared, Mr. Horrocks will <laughs> be ready to take me down. And last time I went face to face with someone, which you mentioned, was Mr. Scott Weverly, when that absolute 
lawyer came into it with the Ghostbusters stuff. And uh, I'm still standing by Peter Venkman. Is, um, you know, he needs to be on some sort of list somewhere. But there you go. Anyway, I lost that one. Dan and uh, Dan still scored that wrong. As you can tell, I'm very bitter oh, about that, it. That was a lesson in preparation. And, and I can put you, your mind at rest. I am not as prepared as Scott was that, that day. But to be fair, I don't think Scott had to be as prepared that day. No. <laughs> How dare you? So, How you kept reverting. You were, you were like a cornered animal and like, but Venkman's a pedo. <laughs> <laughs> And that, that was it, just repeating over and over again. And Scott was coming in like a like a boxer circling. That, that, oh, that gives me oh, so much enjoyment, that episode. That is a classic <laughs> one. If anyone's yeah, feeling down, go and listen to that episode. <laughs> <laughs> the thing was, though, I think a couple of months later, I went and stood outside the Ghostbusters house in New York just to... You know, the, the, the fanboying actual... out, weren't yeah, you? Yeah, <laughs> I've always loved him. Yeah, Egon's my hero. Yeah, but uh, oh. the cartoon, though, I did love the cartoon, but I haven't picked that today, funny enough. But I did like the cartoon. Oh, first clue. Yeah, mm. there you go. So, yeah, today's category 80s, 90s animated shows. Um, how did we get on with our research? Because this is obviously you are known, Chris, more as the movie guy rather than the comic yeah. book. So this was kind of to help you out because otherwise it would just be mean. So how did you get on with your um, with your research on this one? <laughs> well, if it anything comedy stuff, it would have been Superman, Batman, Spider-Man, <laughs> the whole, basically anybody, you know, the, the mainstream stuff. So so what I tried to do, right, and I, I don't, you know, I don't want you putting any sort of violin music to this, like I'm going for the sob story. Not, I mean, it may influence... The people listening, obviously, if, if there's a bit of a side story to this, but I love escapism, which I think most of us do. But my biggest passion of anything is gaming. I've been mm. gamed since I was three years old, as far back as I can remember. Go back to the Atari Twenty Six Hundred, Pong, everything. I've, I've I game every day now. It's my escape from everything. Like an hour, I just jump online. I can't read. I've got no patience to read. I, I just, you know, I can watch. TV stuff and all that, and most of the stuff I watch now is just stuff we review. So I try and my, a lot of the, my old school stuff that I love we sort of gets put to the back. But I think as a kid, and this, and I'm not the only one, so please don't think in. Obviously, if you want to insert the um, music now, Paul, it's fine. <laughs> um, but um, I didn't have a great upbringing, and escapism of cartoons and then late like mid 80s when we properly got a Sega better Atari and we got a Sega Master System around about 87 that was our thing we we were sort of ahead of the curve most kids now play online and stay in the bedrooms and don't come out in the in the winter that's what we probably did the same we all did the same that's mm. all we did we never we would never go out we would play football and that through the summer and everything and you're out all day but I never wanted to be in my house because of like you know the, the stuff going on but as a kid, it was like all of us just went in my bedroom, Master System, Mega Drive, whatever. But before that, cartoons were such a massive, important part of my like escapism. I loved uh, cartoons. And most of the cartoons that I loved as a kid were always about basically kicking 10 sons of shit out of the bad guys, which, as you can allude to, what I'm getting at was there was always somebody I wanted to kick 10 sons of shit out. So I always liked the strong characters, the, like the Hulk. I mean, I, I was scared of the Hulk as a kid, which is really funny. I was absolutely petrified of the Luferigno show, which is nonsense because he just basically flexes his muscles and does absolutely nothing when you watch it now. But as a kid, I was petrified of the Hulk. But cartoon-wise, I always loved the strong alpha characters they were my thing more than anything you know the i don't know what it was but it was always something at that i would watch all the time as a kid definitely 100 percent cartoons were my out sort of mid 80s probably going up to like 1990 even though we gamed and i would purposely get up and i'm notorious for getting up early every day i'm up at like half three quarter four every single day but as a kid i would get up at five o'clock to watch some of the cartoons i'm going to mention because that's the only time they were on you know things like that so you're right. If it had just been comic stuff, like, I'd be absolutely useless. But I think I've put a lot of thought into this because me and Dave had a good conversation. Dave was laughing, saying, like, you better be prepared, like, laughing. you know. <laughs> and, and I wouldn't do that to you, Paul, out of respect. I wouldn't do that. But it did get me thinking, thinking, no, 90s cartoons aren't my forte, but 80s, without a doubt, I could reel off loads of stuff. So I've got 
a full, I've got a list. I've got a little bit of background to everything. I'm really looking forward to this one. I'm actually prepared for once and, uh, and you deserve that respect anyway. Brilliant. So that's very nice of you to say. I was expecting everyone to just come in and wing it. So that's very nice of you to say. No. <laughs> How about yourself, Dave? How did you get on with this one? No, it was good fun. And having the two episodes before was handy as well. Just see how people have approached it. Mm. And some brilliant picks, you know, so deep comics knowledge and, and everything. But uh, <clears throat> and really appreciated the sportsmanship that was going on as well. Uh, none of that will be in evidence today. <laughs> I am here to fucking win this thing. <laughs> you fucking hope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it was great fun to go back and and just you know uh, we obviously you know with the vhs strikes back we we love the nostalgia mm. and although with that project you know we we concentrate mostly on the movies it's been great to go back to the cartoons as well we were talking a little bit exclusive but we were having a chat about you know should we do something with this you know more longer term and and that's on the ideas pile of which is a massive pile <laughs> by the way but you know it, it we may come back to that at some point as a as another little side project oh brilliant oh you heard it here first folks keep poking and reminding them and one day out of the <laughs> 600 different podcasts that they give it a go <laughs> this will become one of them <laughs> yes <laughs> so i did put your two names into a randomizer and i pressed the button at least 10 times just to make it feel like it was worth it chris your name came out oh. first oh. so oh. <laughs> would you like to go first or would you like to go second um i think that there is an old saying which is quite apt at this point, age before beauty. So, Dave, you're up next, my friend. <laughs> I thought you were going to say ladies first. Um, and I was actually <laughs> going to ask Paul, like, why would you choose second? Like, when you when it's a draft pick, but okay. Um, well, you do, that, first. you do then get a double pick straight away. So you could go in there with a, a one-two punch, as Chris likes to do. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I, I, I was feeling good, but now I, I feel stiffed over. So, okay. <laughs> I have put a lot of thought into this team. I've thought about the dynamics of it. You know, I don't want two characters that are of similar um, skill set uh, and background and what have you. And I've actually gone, I've taken a leaf out of Jack's book as well. I've chosen a team name and my team name is Optimus Optimus which, of course, those of us that speak mm -hmm. Latin will know that is the best of the best. So that is what my team is called. And to start us off on that exact same theme, we are going to go with our leader, our captain of the team, and that is Optimus Prime. What so, a corker of a first pink. <laughs> absolute best leader, best of all of us, if all of us was Autobots. But, you know, he's the leader people should aspire to. You know, he's not the sort of person who asks people to do what, you know, things that he wouldn't do himself. He's always there. He's putting his body on the line. His morals are in the right place. You know, he's right up there with Steve Rogers. He, he makes the right choice, not never the easy choice. And, uh, yeah, I couldn't think of a better leader uh, to captain my team. That is a great pick. And I, I will just, not that I'm biased or anything, you know, because Chris went to Vegas and I didn't. That's okay. Be biased. It's fine. But <laughs> I do have some comic books behind me. And there's only, you may be able to see there's only one comic book that is turned around to face the screen. And that is the uh, the Transformers movie comic book. Oh, nice, nice. Well, obviously, you know, he, he paid the ultimate price, didn't he? In that, he did in that movie uh, because Hasbro wanted to sell more toys, but <laughs> uh, you know, he came back anyway. So that's all good. That's a great first pick, Chris. What do you think of that one? It, it was on my little picks, actually. It was, oh. but I went in a different direction because. It's too obvious. Dave's just going mainstream. You know, that, maybe he's going for the votes on Twitter. That would have really just... fucked up my team name as well. <laughs> I was going to go up to his prime, but I thought, I, I'm going different. I'm going completely to the side of things on this one, Paul. So, you know, Dave's just gone for people who are going to look online and go, 
Oh, Optimus Prime. Yeah, let's go with that. It's just boring. Don't worry about it, people. I have got a team lined up that will take everyone down, even Thanos, 2014 and 2019 or 18, both of them together. This team is one of the best teams we've ever seen. Well, I mean, that's quite a statement. Of course, now, having said that Dave has just gone for the obvious, if now you pick any of the big names, <laughs> you have just lined yourself up rotten. I have not. I have not. Would you like my first pick? Go on, go for it. Who is your first pick? So my first pick is from a cartoon that I loved towards the late 80s. I had the figures... It was just, it was, it was almost like a Transformers thing, but they were actually real people. And this was called Centurions. So it was a great TV show. Basically, Power Extreme, they put on these suits and everything, and they could do different things. And I've undernarred these three characters. So these Max Ray, he's the brilliant Sea Operations Commander, has a dodgy moustache. He was the figure I had, which um I always had a fear of people who had moustaches as a kid. I always didn't think they were as cool as the ones who, over the Magnum PI, obviously he was still cool. But and then there was Jack Rockwell. He's a rugged land operations specialist. And then I loved Ace McLeod. Now he had a suit which was blue and grey, and he could fly. And he was he was always with the women and everything. So I'm starting off with Ace McLeod from the Centurions, and just to have that edge, he is a. So Sue, he can fly. He's got all these little things to do with his um his Sue. He, he can intercept things and that. So I'm going with him because he is the eyes from above of the team. He's gonna come in and take down Optimus Prime when he does his usual I'm dying again. And then some Autobot has to, you know, obviously give up their cell. Um and you know, he just gets away with murder again and just goes, you know, uh Autobots transform or whatever it is. You know, we've seen it all before. This is a, a complete left field. He is probably the vice captain of my team, Ace McLeod. Wow. I would insert something witty and wise here, but I've never even heard of that show. Um, <laughs> so, you <yeah>. see? <laughs> Dave, any ideas? I, I used to watch the Centurions as well. I, I wouldn't have been able to pull out one of those names, though, to be honest. I, I just remember the kind of suits and everything. And and in my memory, it kind of mixes up a little bit with Mask. I think one came after the other roughly, but, you know, proper good Saturday morning cartoon stuff. So a uh, good pick. But um, I still have faith in my pick. You know, Twitter is not one for nuance. It's not one for deep cuts. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Ace McLeod, good research, Chris. I, I still feel pretty confident, though. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a feeling I'm going to lose all of these because you're going mainstream on every single one. But there you go. Uh, well, a, a quick Googling apparently has told me that comic book artist Jack Kirby. Happy Dave. Yeah. Is it Jill Kane that contributed the design and concepts of the show? Yeah. Very good. So there you go. There's a it Kirby well reference. It's worth catching up. I, uh, well, from my childhood memory, I, I remember it being good. Brilliant. It was. It, well, it's probably terrible now. What I know, <laughs> I've watched some of the trailers over the last week, and I've, I was like, God, I'll bring that one. Except I had the figure. I had Max Ray, but I always liked Ace McLeod. I could never get that figure for some reason. But yeah, it was. It was more the toys that associated. I always end up with like the toys at Christmas or something. So he was like, they were just different i mean all the pieces fell off and they were absolutely terrible toys really <laughs> they were like them a-team toys you know when they had them rubbery heads like murdoch or the ba would have like the squashy heads but the plastic body and then everything just exploded off and it was like they'd been shot or something so um yeah that's why i picked him anyway he's just he's just a backup player he's the lieutenant of the team interesting interesting first choice so snake as Jack put it last time, snaky, snaky rules. So, Chris, you get to go get again with your okay. second pick. Thank you very much. So, well, what I've gone with, Dave talks about the Transformers, and I love the Transformers as a kid. I did. I saw a lot of the G1 uh, uh, toys and everything, and he was usually, we never got things like this unless it was birthday or Christmas. We, we never had any sort of cash throughout the 
the year to, my parents did to get us anything. But I always remember having like some of the Transformers. One of my best friends actually had the full Optimus Prime and every Transformer. So obviously I spent a lot of time at his house. Uh, I used to go around with like my Bumblebee. However, there was another show that was very similar to the Transformers, which actually got bought out. Tonka got bought out by, uh, I think it was Hasbro, as they bought them out, who made Transformers, uh, called GoBots, which is an oh. absolute classic cartoon. And this was, the, this was the first cartoon I used to get up at five in the morning when I was about seven or eight, so in the sort of mid-80s, and watch GoBots. And my favourite character was Turbo. And Turbo was basically... You know, they're just Transformers, really, but they could fire lasers out of their fists. So obviously they're better than the Transformers. But Turbo was the car. He was a Chevy Camaro, I think, and I had the figure, and he used to turn and everything into the car and all that. So he was he was the sort of lieutenant to the main guy, but he was the one who had a bit of an edge to him, so I always liked him. So I'm going with Turbo from the GoBots. Interesting. I have a vague recollection of the GoBots, so you're at least a bit closer to my uh, memory banks there. It is interesting that you've described both of your picks so far as lieutenants. Um, <laughs> so you're really selling them. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Don't worry, there's a big build-up to the captain. Yes, so I've a left and a right wing man or woman. <laughs> interesting. <laughs> Dave, what do you think of that? Well, I, I used to have uh, Turbo from the GoBots as well. But let's face it, they are the Poundland Transformers. <laughs> they are the crap version. They are the Duplo to Lego and just not a patch on Transformers. So, you know, it is an embarrassment of mine that I did have those GoBots. Uh, obviously, I watched it back in the day, but uh, going against Chris's pick here, I just have to say, you know, tut, tut, tut. And a lieutenant. <laughs> <laughs> keep going mr horrocks keep you going keep going wow it's definitely not the uh handshakes and oh what a lovely team on this one <laughs> just getting warmed up <laughs> oh god if oh please no no, Paul, the thing is, like Dave puts a really good comment today in our Discord group, like a really concerned one about the government, and I just start laying into Liverpool. That's our friendship. If we're not laying into each other, Dave's done all this research and everything, and being the absolute wanker that I am, I knew that he'd be looking at it going, you're a fucking cock, you Chris. And I'm, like, I'm like, the government has done this because the hiding with them. impotent rage I yeah, was, because... and you knew I would be. <laughs> I just, it's just been, it's, I mean, it's a side screen, a smoke screen, because Liverpool are garbage this season, and that was it. I thought, oh, he's typing, he's on it, he's on it. <laughs> you knob. <laughs> oh, it's all coming out now. This is great. This is the battleground. <laughs> <laughs> so, Dave, your second pick. Right. So, like I so said, we've got our captain in place there, our leader of the team. Now, I was trying to think of all the different uh, threats, all the different things that this team might tackle. And I had to think, Chris has mentioned Thanos there. You have to think of some cosmic threats to the to the Earth. And for that, I had a couple of people in mind, but I've gone with the Silver Surfer. Ooh. So he made a few different appearances. Uh, he was on a cover of Joe Satriani, Joe Satriani album back in the day. I think that was the first time I ever saw him. I was like, wow, that looks amazing. But uh, at his solo series, late 90s, and uh, yeah, he has the power cosmic, looks cool as fuck. And so uh, I think I've got, you know, a couple of different bases there, like say, handling cosmic threats and also looking pretty cool as well in the team photo shoot uh, that will, you know, come after this show. Brilliant. It is all about the looks. You just have to look at the lineup of comics in motion to know that it is all about the looks. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so, I mean, just think of it. You've got Optimus Prime there and next to him you've got... Norin Rad, you know, Silver Surfer, and you've got the reflection of Optimus in, in the side of uh, Silver Surfer, it would be a good team photo. Mm. But egomaniacs, the pair of them, they both want to be leaders, Dave. You've made mistakes there, my friend. They'll be in fighting, they'll be Decepticons, 
And uh, Autobot fights here. I'm telling you, we're going to see a heel turn from Silver Surfer. He's going to take Prime down and freeze him. And then he's fucked then. So you've got no leader then. He's going to go off on his own. <laughs> he's big not ice, mate. <laughs> well, big mistake. Big mistake. <laughs> no, no, he's he's quite understated. You know, he was an astronomer uh, before he became the Silver Surfer. So, you know, a bit like uh, myself back in the day. So, yeah. Brilliant. Interesting, Dave. But well, I still think you're going to have problems within that team. <laughs> <laughs> Some infighting. <laughs> I would watch the reality uh, TV show of this lot, those with that infighting, to be fair. <laughs> that would be a good fight, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> so do I Do I go next, then? Is that Yes, the, indeed. The sneaky, sneaky rules. Well, I realise I'm in danger of this becoming a bit of a sausage fest uh, because most of the things d- did revolve around, you know, male characters in the in the 80s and 90s. So I needed to have a good, strong female character in there. And also one of my favourite series was the X-Men animated series as well. And what better strong female character? Well, actually, there's a couple I could think of. But um, I've gone for Rogue from the X-Men. So, you know, absolutely has everything, can take people down, is strong as an ox, can uh, absorb people's powers. She was obviously uh, voiced by Lenore Zan, uh, who I was lucky enough to speak to a couple of years ago. I think it was in lockdown. Yeah, yeah, a couple of years ago. So, yeah, Rogue from the X-Men. That is brilliant. And just the fact that you managed to speak to her as well just adds to it. That's a, a great pick. Chris, what are your thoughts on that one? That one's hard to knock down. Go on. No, no. You know, hey, sugar. And it was my fault because I actually last minute couldn't do the interview, could have, Dave? So it's still, you've done that on purpose just to knock me down. He's trying to put me up on stride here. <laughs> you know, she's such a nice lady. All you get is me talking either side of the interview, like, you knobhead, Chris. I just couldn't do it, could have, Dave? Someone came up I and remember. I was like, yeah, yeah. It was on a Sunday or something. Something happened. That, uh, yeah. I, I don't want to talk. That's just like a dagger blow. That <laughs> he's just trying. He's just trying to play mind games with me, Paul, with his team. But no, I think it's a good pick, Dave. I do because he's one of my favourite X Men characters from the cartoon as well. And the new '90s series, I think it's X Men '97, isn't it? Coming out yeah. soon from Disney Plus. Yeah, yeah, it is. I forgot about that. Oh yeah, something to look forward to. Brilliant. So, Chris, your third tip pick to counter Rogue. Well, there's only one man for the job. Some say that he's a bumbling idiot. Some say that he doesn't know what he's doing. And some also say that he's got powers. He's just not aware that he can use. And every single episode, he fucks everything up, but always gets the baddies. And every single episode, a man who you never see his face of has got a claw hand and a cat. And he goes, I'll get you next time, Gadget. So he's got to be Inspector Gadget, an absolute classic. I can see him taking Rogue down easy, wrapping his legs around her, the coiled legs, springing up. You know, the, he's got the brain there in the background. Just He was actually the one who run it all and the, and the niece and everything. But Inspector Gadget, all day long. I love that cartoon. And what a, a bumbling idiot, a bit like Inspector Cluso, but for some reason, he always ended up doing the right thing. So I think he'd get his ass absolutely handed to him by Rogue, but then she'd realise he keeps coming back. She'd fall asleep and he'd just wrap her up and arrest her and then I'd win. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Uh, Reactions, Dave? I, I mean, I, you know, it pulls on my nostalgia strings there, to be honest. I mean, who didn't love a bit of Inspector Gadgets? A lot of yeah. these things were like Saturday morning cartoons, whereas that was like an after-school thing. Now, it did irritate me a bit just how shit he was. Um, and actually, it was like, it was Penny and Brain, wasn't it, who solved most of the things. And he just bumbled around and, you know, accidentally ended up overthrowing uh, or foiling Dr. Claw. But uh, yeah, no, decent enough pick. I I don't feel threatened, though, you know, in terms of the the team, but I I do appreciate the pick. But Dave, you've gone for 
egomaniacs on all your team. I've gone for people who can bring things to the table. So we've got aerial assault. We've got turbos there. We've also got Inspector Gadget who can find things out. He can he can be in the background unassuming. Rogue's like, who is this guy? I can take him down at any point. He ends up solving the whole case. Dave, you're making mistakes here. I have really fought some effing You've got a walking Swiss army knife who's a bumbling <laughs> idiot. I mean, if, if he was cast now, you'd probably put Lee Evans there. You know, he's, he's not solving anything without penny and brain, I'm afraid. Dave, I'm telling you, he would end up coming up smelling the roses. It doesn't matter. I, there's a lot of thought into this team. This is like the tortoise and the hare. So you're looking at my team, you're going, oh, I've got Chris, I've got him on the rocks here, but I've got a couple up my sleeve that could hopefully just strengthen it and you'll go, you know what? That is an excellent five-a-side team. There's no point in having loads of strikers if you've not got a goalie, Dave. Let's be honest. I mean, Inspector Gadget would be a decent five-a-side player. To be- <laughs> <laughs> He'd probably so be the goalie. <laughs> so where, where does he fit in? So you've got two lieutenants. Well, what's Inspector Gadget? He's, a, he's another lieutenant, Dave. He's, <laughs> he's the third lieutenant. <laughs> So is your team name the Lieutenant? <laughs> it's not. No, I'm sorry, it's not. <laughs> I mean, so, no, he's not. He's a sergeant. He's not a lieutenant. He's a sergeant. Ah, okay. Third in command. NCO then. It's yeah. going slowly downhill from where you started then. <laughs> in, in your description of your team, you went with Air Assault Turbo. <laughs> his highlight is his name, apparently, Chris. Yeah, that's fine. And he can fire lasers from his hands. You know what I mean? Always worth a punt in a fight. (laughs) (laughs) And if he's getting levered, he can get away quicker than Optimus Prime because he's actually a Camaro. And Optimus Prime's a truck, so he won't be able to catch him. That's all right. I think I'm still all right with my pick, to be honest. Okay, okay. (laughs) There's high expectations here, Chris. You've been building up. This is where you start rounding off your team. So your okay. fourth pick, Chris. Okay. So I, so this is where I've got a story with this one. So forgive me. And this, this character means a lot to me for probably bad reasons, but it's, it's, it's a transformer. This one, this is a transformer and it's, a, I had the G1 uh, car, you know, the, the um, model, the G1 version of it. So when it was my birthday, around about, I'd probably say 85, 86, I, I, the year before I got the Millennium Falcon and I had it, it's the only Star Wars thing we could afford. So it used to be like every bit of money was on my birthday in November and my auntie used to take us to Toy and Hobby in Manchester and she would get us, say to us, like, I'll put two, pick what you want. I remember getting the Millennium Falcon for like 27 quid. I still remember this to this day. And I was like over the moon, the little chessboard, and you could take the side off and everything. I loved it. And then the next year I got, I was like, what the hell am I going to get? What am I going to get? Now there was a character in the Transformers who I, and I haven't spoke to Dave about this, I absolutely loved because he had an edge to him. He wasn't just a Decepticon and an Autobot. He was both. And he was built like a brick shit house who could kick the shit out of Optimus Prime any day of the week and twice on fucking Sundays. So I had this, the, the actual proper plane. This guy is called Jetfire and he ended up in a glacier because he was protecting the uh, Autobots, but he was a Decepticon as well. He had a conscience and then he sacrificed himself, the ultimate sacrifice for the greater good. However, there's an episode where he turns on the, um, What's he called? Um, well, Megatron. He turns on Megatron because he's about to lever Optimus Prime. Megatron's like, kill him, kill him. And then he just like, no, I'm an Autobot. And then he just... That sounded he, like Starscream. Yeah, well, you know, it was close. He was, Starscream was his friend, actually, Dave. He was he was actually Jetfire. But Jetfire was huge. And the actual model that I had, which transformed, was miles bigger than like... I had Starscream as well, so he was miles bigger. He was like, just like a... He was almost like a a Decepticon stroke transformer on steroids, but he was white with red flashes on him and he had the Autobot thing. But when they get out the glacier, he's got the Decepticon icon on and that. But it was one of them things where this, I said, like we had a bit of a, a troubled upbringing. Um, and I, I'm happy to admit, it's my old man decided at one point in, an, in a fit of rage, just smash it up on me. 
So I was really pleased about that as I was about to show my friends my jet fire because it was like rocking all shit to get and I not had it long and he smashed it up on me. So that went in the bin, never saw it again. And I, I don't know why, but that always sits with me, jet fire. So obviously I've got the violins out, never forgiven me old man for it because he's a tosser, but jet fire is miles bigger than Optimus Prime and he's miles tougher. So it doesn't matter who's on Dave's team, I have brought the heat. Who, and we've got another aerial threat coming in, but one that can actually take out full cities. And that's where I lay my actual henchmen or my muscle of my team. Wow. Not only bringing the power, but also bringing the heartstrings. So I can't exactly. really make fun of you for that one. <laughs> that's a true wow. story, but there you go. That's true. Wow. I, I have to say that that is a good pick. Uh, I had the jet fire as well. Um, and he was big. I, I have to question his loyalties. You yeah. know, it's been a bit of a turn <laughs> so, You know, is he going to stick Dave. on his team? <laughs> you know? I think. Uh, I think if 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 we were going head to head, I would be looking at maybe seeing if we could dissuade him. You know, maybe yeah. turn against your team as he has done before. <laughs> you might end up six forty, you Dave. <laughs> I can't kill Optimus, I'm sure, Chris. Yeah. You know, because it's not just how tough or how fast is Optimus Prime. He is just a great uh, persuasive leader as well. He's the sort of person that people want to follow into battle. So I'd be fairly confident, and he's done it once before, that he would be able to turn Jetfire's head. <laughs> <laughs> not under my leadership he wouldn't Dave not under my leadership at all he might have done under Megatrons but he's not doing it under mine or Galvatron whatever he ain't doing it under mine that's not happening at all but no he was just and like you had the same figure Dave he was even now the Gen 1 versions of Jetfire go for quite a bit of money and it just kicks me that he I never forget it I know this is like taking it down a bit of a sinister route so apologies Paul but I never forget it one of my friends had it who had all his Transformers, and that was the only real Transformer he had other than Starscream and Bumblebee. Well, they were like a bit knackered. And then I, I remember saying, I'll go and get it. And my mate's like, you've not got that. And it was a bunch of kids there, and something happened at home as usual. And I was, I had it in my hand, and I remember my wife's picking it up, and it's like, I'm taking that to my friends, and he just smashed it up in front, never forget, smashed it against the wall, never forgiven for it, even to this day. And um, I went out, and I got the piss ripped out of me. So again... Bit of heartstrings there. Another, yeah, it's a true story. You're all right. I, I think this is playing to the gallery a little no, bit. No, but it is true. It is the, that is the, that is a genuinely no, what, true story. What's the next but, Tuesday? I have to say. Yeah. Well, he is. But there you go. But anyway, sorry about that part. I, I, I've got to bring something in. You know, I've got to bring some sort of um, you know violin music in. So uh, here's your best sub story, Dave. You know? <laughs> yeah. I wasn't, wasn't expecting that tactic. To be fair, <laughs> no. Insert comical segue here after this story. <laughs> uh, yes. Um, yes. Dave, would you like to take your next pick? <laughs> okay. So I, I mentioned about tactics there. So again, for the fourth member of my team, I was looking at someone who was more tactically aware, was potentially a bit stealthy. So sometimes it's not about having a head-on battle. Sometimes it's about, you know, uh, creeping up, maybe uh, spying on people or whatever. I was obviously thinking, you know, Batman could have been a, a really obvious choice. You know, that that would have been good. And then I was thinking X-Men. I was like, Gambit, no, 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 I can't do another X-Men. I have gone for Snake Eyes from G.I. Joe. Or the cartoon is actually called Action, Action Force in the UK. A class. But we'll go with uh, we'll go with GI Joe, and he's a commando, so excellent at that hand-to-hand combat, proper street-level character, and he's essentially a ninja. So you know what team wouldn't be stronger with having a ninja in it? So yeah, Snake Eyes is my fourth choice. That is a that's a very good pick. I mean, Chris, you do love a ninja. So you yeah. must be a bit gutted about that one. Yeah, I mean, I was looking to see if there was a Lauren Avedon cartoon, but around this time, <laughs> there, there, simply, there simply wasn't. But no, I think that's a good pick, actually, Dave, because I do like a ninja. I mean, he's no Michael Dudikoff, let's be honest. You know, he's second-rate G.I. Joe. <laughs> and obviously, he wasn't that good because his eyes only moved to left to right, Dave. You know what I mean? G.I. Joe, Action Man. <laughs> so, I think no, you're thinking of Action Man. Action Man, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm clutching at straws now. No, but I think that's a good pick. I do think that's a good pick. Yeah, that's a very good pick. I remember that cartoon. That was uh, 
that was a good one that I watched when I was younger. Yeah, pulling at the heart, my heartstrings there in a good way, not in the uh, making me depressed way. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Now we are coming to the final picks. There is no pressure here. I mean, there's no pressure for Dave anyway, let's face it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there's no need for that. Well, it's not even been a vote yet. We'll be wow. creating those Twitter accounts as we speak. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Chris is in control of so many Twitter accounts. I forget this. Oh, yes. Oh, oh yes. <laughs> no, I wouldn't do that. To you. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Or not, until, I? <laughs> not until the last couple of days when you start seeing what the result may be. Yeah, when Dave sent me messages like, yeah, this has been the, the worst beating ever online. So, yeah. <laughs> this is even awesome. better than Venkman Gate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, Dave, your final pick for the day. Okay. So, I've got my leader in place. I've got my cosmic aspect. I've got my strong female character. I've got tactics and stealth. The thing that I'm really missing is the muscle. Now, this was a, a character that I thought, wow, Chris is definitely going to pick this. I was thinking I could have the Hulk. Uh, and obviously She-Hulk, you know, she's uh, she appeared in the 90s animated show as well, TV show at the moment. And then I was thinking, well, He-Man. He-Man is the most powerful man in the uh, universe. But then I thought, no, again, I, I don't want this to be a sausage fest. So I've actually chosen She-Ra who is the most powerful woman in the universe. And let's face it, a bit fucking smarter than He-Man, because it always used to piss me off that He-Man and Adam were exactly the same. He just took his shirt off. He <laughs> 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 disappears, comes back as He-Man, and everyone's like, where's Adam gone? You know, who's this, who's this guy with this pudding basin? Oh, it's He-Man. So it used to do my head in loads. So, uh, yeah, I kind of gravitated more to She-Ra, even back in the day. Wow. Was not expecting that one to come out. Chris? Well, this is the leader of my team. The leader, the man. Now, he is a philanthropist, and I can't even say that, philanthropist, even. <laughs> you got to put your teeth in. Uh, yeah, put my teeth in. <laughs> Now, I could have picked the most obvious one and gone with Kevin Conroy's Batman as the leader of this team. I could have. I could have been sneaky. But I wasn't going to go for Mainline Dave. And Dave actually mentioned this cartoon before. Now, there was a this cartoon was an absolute classic. Again, it was another mid-80s, Chris Phelps, I'm not sleeping, I'm getting up to watch this. He used to have the GoBots. And then another cartoon, which I absolutely loved as a kid, was Mobile Armoured Strike Command, otherwise known as Mask, or as the song goes, Mask Crusaders, working overtime, fighting crime. And I can still sing the song because I was watching the trailer today. So the leader of Mask is Matt Tracker, a.k.a. Hunter, Struck Cowboy. And he drives a car, which I absolutely wanted. And one of my best friends had it. Again, I had a lot of toy envy as a kid because we absolutely got fuck all on toast unless it was like a birthday and we scraped something together or Christmas. Games consoles coming out of your ears, but actual toys, nothing. So it was like, you know, go to a Christmas sale at the school and hope that there was some absolute gem there that the mums and dads had thrown out, not realising every, every year. But no, so Matt Tracker is the leader of the mask. He drives a Chevy Camaro, the wing, the door, the windows, uh, the windows, the doors open, gull wings, and it flies. He's a philanthropist. I still can't say it. He's loaded. <laughs> he doesn't have to fight, aka like Batman. He's a businessman. He's and but what got him into this was Miles Mayhem is the baddie, is his nemesis, and he killed Matt's brother Andy. So that's why he does his thing. And he had his son uh, Scott. And then the little T-Bob thing was a little scooter that I sun drove. But I love Mask. And I had another one called Raven, which was a, a like an amphibious uh, Chevy. more about cars, the Corvette C4. But Matt Tracker would be the leader of this team. He knows them all because obviously when there was an 80s cartoon Christmas do, they all know each other. So there's none of this <laughs> like Dave's team where they've got to get to know each other. Who are you again? These are all people who are at every 80s and they're all at the comic cons now still together because they're just, you know, they're still heroes in my book. So Matt Tracker is the leader of this team. Wow. I mean, just on that rationale alone, I think you should win. 
just the idea that they're all having Christmas parties together. I, hats <laughs> off to you for that one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm throwing anything in there. Anything's going in there. <laughs> wow. What are your thoughts on that one, Dave? Uh, I think I'm pretty safe, to be honest. Uh, I, I did love Mask back in the day, you know, that and Centurions. Like I say, I can't remember which one came first, but I remember they, they were around the same time and, uh, you know, kids on the street had different kind of toys and that. And they, they were pretty cool. That's that's another animated show that I quite like to go back and, and revisit and just think, is it as good as I remember? Yeah. yeah. I remember going back to like Transformers season one and by God, some of the animation is just painful mm. to watch. You know, the the movie took a massive step up because it had the budget, but you realize just how many corners they cut uh, before that. So, yep. I, I mean, obviously, you without any Googling at all, you pulled out that name, Chris, of Mask. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. Matt Tracker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are you trying to say, David? Exactly who he was. Was it the yellow one? Uh, I don't remember. But... Uh, yeah, yeah. Come on. He had yellow hair, or blonde, as you might say. <laughs> He's the Fair leader. I, that's but, yeah, I mean, what, what sort of special skills does he have as a, as a leader? But, Dave, what sort of skills does Batman have? He's just got a load of money. This he's guy's got money. Detective. He's not though, is he? He's not. Alfred's Alfred's the greatest detective because he does all the donkey work for him. <laughs> he blagged off Inspector Gadget before, but no, Matt Tracker. He has got the money. He's got the technology. He's got a, basically he's Batman, but he's in a flying car, and that's all you need, Dave. That's all you need to lead a team. And I've got I've got options coming at you from every single area, Dave. You've got nothing. You've got a truck up to his prime, slow as fuck, 50 miles an hour, top speed. Not going to do much, is it, really? Let's be honest. You know what I mean? We've got Rogue. She'd have to sit in the front seat. She's not going anywhere pretty fast, this year. I've got everything. I've got two planes, two cars, and we've got a man, as you said, a Swiss army knife. What else do you need to win a fight? Well, I am pretty confident that Optimus Prime can make uh, Jetfire a turncoat, so we'll have him. <laughs> so, that, so there you one plane down. I've got the silver fucking surfer. I don't need aeroplanes that are slow in comparison. He's running rings around them. And any of your, you know, Ace McLeod, Matt Tracker, Rogue is taking them out within a matter of seconds. And She-Ra is just sat on the sidelines saying, look, I, I don't think I'm going to waste my time with but, this lot. But, but, and that's a good point. But what you've not realized, Dave, <laughs> everyone you've got has got a conscience and they don't kill people. So I've actually got people, they will not be killed by your team. We will sit there and we'll take the imprisonment. And then from within your compound, we will just blow it all apart and everything will just be all good again. Because obviously Jetfire is the dodgy one. He could become a Decepticon again and kill everyone, even his own team. But as long as he's standing, <laughs> I've won. So it doesn't matter. Listen, Snake Eyes is a fucking ninja. So, uh, you know, you wouldn't even know. It just, <laughs> you're done. Yeah, but Dave, the, the problem <laughs> In your is... sleep. Where, where my compound is, is we're in the desert. So a ninja is getting more not going to be able to come swooping down like an American ninja through trees and stuff because we're going to see him from every angle. No, Chris, surf is going to melt because he's too movies hot. have we watched where they're just walking along a beach and suddenly a ninja pops up? There's a classic Paul. Um something San something San Francisco and then and Chuck Norris is the baddie, he's got really bad like bleach blonde hair. And this guy I never forget this. We always say it's a Dave, I've got to find it to cover it a bit, yes. But this guy's walking down the beach and you know like Miami Beach, where it's fucking huge. It's like <laughs> 200 metres to the water. So you can walk straight down the beach and there's nobody. The sand is so wide just to get to the road or whatever. And all of a sudden, he gets surrounded by about 10 guys. Like, he's not noticed these <laughs> men running towards him. And the choreography of the fight, one of the guys just falls over. He misses his cue and it's the deck. I've got to find that film. It's so bad. But no, <laughs> we, we, um, we would be in a desert. So I would see from all angles. And Silver Surf would melt because it'd be too hot for you. Anyway, Ultimus Pride couldn't get to me because his tyres would sink 
and he gets sand everywhere. We know what happened in the first Transformers. He was knackered at the pyramids. So he's definitely not going to do anything. Rogue, well, I'm not really that bothered, Dave. She, she's going to have to get a bus there because Optimus is going to break down. So I think, <laughs> hands down, I've won this already. Logically, this has been a magnificent victory for... Uh, oh, my team name, by the way. It is... Uh, so what are you called, Dame, Dave? Uh, Optimus, Optimus Prime and something. No, Optimus, Optimus. Okay. The best of the best. Okay. Well, I'm called Hulk Hogan's Leg Drop. will win this battle online land sea air i have everything covered because i've got planes so i can fly out of my base no problem undetected we're gonna have jet fire circling everywhere make sure obviously there's nobody about he's gonna see everyone coming it's all over this is tactics 101 yeah, I, I do appreciate you clutching at straws there. Can't <laughs> help but notice, Chris, all of your characters are men. Now wrong with that, Dave. I'm just throwing it out there. If there is any of the voting public there who think uh, we should have a sausage fest. But the thing is, though, Dave, that's it's quite uh, presumptuous of you to say that, but I needed a strong male figure in my life because of the stories I've said today and unfortunately <laughs> growing up that's all I had I'm sorry about this I, I, I can't you know I'm actually getting quite upset by your uh, assumptions there. I've actually got five sisters Dave a daughter a wife grandparents you know it's just it's disgrace that you think that I'm being sexist I just needed that strong male figure and, and these people helped me through such a traumatic time I just thought you know you should be encouraging a little bit of diversity in your team there <laughs> Well, they were all married to ladies, Dave. Is that, that okay? <laughs> Go on, carry on, carry on. I'm not digging any holes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, not dig- I'm not digging any holes, but I, you you brought the old Paul. Can you it? put this um, down? What, what was it Chris Finch said? How can I hate women? My mum's one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, but cartoon-wise, I didn't watch a lot of cartoons in the 80s that had female leads. Yes, She-Ra, fair enough, because I didn't watch He-Man as well, but there wasn't a lot. I mean, I, I actually was going to pick April O'Neil, but she was pretty shit, and I would have lost it, so I didn't go with that. So I thought you were going to pick one of the turtles, so I thought, right, I'll pick April O'Neil just to throw it in the mix. So the turtles, turtles were in there. Also, yeah, Storm just about missed out on the cut, so... If you'd have gone with someone for, uh, if you'd have gone with Optimus Prime, and I couldn't have chose him, Storm was going to be my second choice of a of a team lead. Yeah, oh. yeah. So, so Paul, can we just mark that down about the comment about women? That was Dave who said that, not me. Just, right. just for anyone on Twitter, I've listening. got women in my side. I'll, I'll just put a little shovel next to your name, Chris, and everyone, everyone will get them. Dave is the one who led me into them questions. I, I simply answered. I didn't have a, a dominant male figure no, that in is my an life. Interesting. Yeah. On BBC Newsnight, you just you asked the question. I just I just answered it. Yeah. 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 You don't like it? Turn over. It's fine. <laughs> oh, dearie me. I mean, I was just one of those gifts throwing popcorn in my mouth at that point. Um, <laughs> Dave gave us a quick idea of some of his backups. Chris, did you have any notable backups you wanna you wanna mention? I, just you know, just to help your cause. Well, I did have a figure that I had of from one of my favourite cartoons as a kid as well, Thundercats. But it wasn't Lionel. I like Panfro. He was the strong uh, henchman of the Thundercats, really, the bald-headed guy. He was grey. Skinny, he looked like a bit of a bodybuilder. He didn't mess about. He, I had his figure. I didn't actually have Lionel as a figure because he was cheaper, probably, you know, in my uh, Christmas list. But yeah, it, can you I think see him there? Snarf would have oh, been yeah. an upgrade on some of your picks. Yeah, he he man was there though. <laughs> Snarf, yeah, no need for that, Dave. He man was there, but I thought Dave maybe might have picked He Man, and I I did love the same thing. The turtles get a mention. And then I was going to go Spider-Man and his amazing friends. I love that cartoon, but I thought that might be too obvious. So I just tried to pick stuff that's completely left field that anybody who's doing the vote, I might get, I've done this on purpose. You might think there's a method. You think you've got this strong team, Dave, but people on Twitter might go, oh, fuck it. I'll just pick Optimus Prime, which might happen. But people who have got a bit of about it might go, you know what? I don't know that character. Let me just go. Oh, I remember that. Great pick, Chris. There you go. Bang. Dave, I'm, there's a bit of a method behind what I've done. I mean, you have a lot of faith in Twitter. I will just say that. 
Don't worry, I've got 16 accounts. Don't you worry about <laughs> And counting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Piss Phelps is joining up tomorrow. Yeah, that's the word. <laughs> so I, I will throw out, I had a few other notable absences mm. as well. So I did mention Hulk. Uh, one of my favorites. I always come back to Wolverine, but again, didn't want to load it too much with uh, X-Men. Uh, Space Ghost was my alternative to a, a cosmic uh character there so i know he was a bit i think he originally popped up in the 60s uh which which were the reruns that i saw but then he did have his own show in that came in the 90s um and yeah thundercats but i wasn't really sure and i thought I, i'm not really sure he fits uh, i'm thinking a lion oh you know where does he fit into my team structure there so it didn't make the cut hmm. brilliant i mean this has been quite the experience um, <laughs> <laughs> there's no niceties here Paul we are going for it 100% oh, this has been great this is a nice spectator sport for me this has been wonderful um, so uh, I dread to ask this very quickly just um, for everyone who's trying to keep track at home should we do a quick roundup of the teams if you've got the list in front of you do you want to go first Dave Yep, sure. The leader, the captain of the team is Optimus Prime, leading the team that is called Optimus Optimus, best of the best. Uh, taking up the cosmic space in the team is Silver Surfer. A strong female character is Rogue, or Anne-Marie, uh, from the X-Men there. Uh, operating on our tactics and stealth when we need some of those uh, operations, we've got Snake Eyes. And the muscle of the team is She-Ra. Awesome. And Chris, your team. So for Hulk Hogan's leg drop, we have the leader of the team, the fantastic Matt Tracker, the leader of the Mass Crusaders. Uh, we have two lieutenants left and right of him. We have... <laughs> Even I can't say that with a straight face. <laughs> well, would one be a lieutenant and one be a right lieutenant? <laughs> So we've got Ace McLeod on his left. He's going to swoop in and, you know, he, he searches danger in that. And then on his, on his right, we have Turbo from the GoBots. Again, on the ground, fast car, can change, fires lasers from his fists. What more do you want? Um, then we also have, as his sergeant, we have Inspector Gadget. Obviously, there's Dave quite aptly put it, the Swiss Army Knife character who can do anything. But... You say I haven't got a female character, but with respect to Gadget, Brain and Penny are always around. So Penny was oh, no. actually the, the <laughs> one behind that. So I think you just need to just remember that, Dave. Obviously, you know, she's there in the background in case anything happens, but we'll go with Inspector Gadget. Uh, then we've got the muscle who can absolutely decimate the whole Primus, Dickus Primus team, whatever they're called, uh, Jetfire, who's just going to come in and just take everyone out. He's going to become a Decepticon again and absolutely lever Optimus Prime, ripping limb from fucking limb. And then to finish it all, oh no, because we've done it, we've done it. In fact, that's all of them, isn't it? I think that's all of them. I think I it think. is. And, I think and it is. I, I'm still looking at it. I still think, in terms of your muscle, I mean, I'm, I'm going to stick Shira on the bench for a second because she's the most powerful woman in the universe. We'll be able to dismantle him no problem at all. But I think Rogue, you know, she takes down Sentinels for breakfast. Silver Surfer would also be able to take Jetfire down pretty easily. So I just don't think it stacks up. Uh, yeah, but I think what you realize is all yours aren't real. All my characters are actually real and human beings. So because the human beings, they're not fantasy. These are real people, Dave, who will actually take out these fantasy characters you brought to the table. I'm sorry. Someone's going to have to have an awkward conversation with Chris. <laughs> let's, let's have a chat, Chris. Are you okay? <laughs> Inspector Gadget, human being, all sorts. The Centurions, you know, Ace turbo. <laughs> turbo. Just parked outside. <laughs> I have Turbo once a week for dinner, Dave. What are you talking about? So, yeah, so, so what you've got to realise is you're very top-heavy. Again, I go back to my five-a-side analogy. You've got far too many strikers, not a goalie. I've got the full shebang, the defence, the keeper, the defence, and the attack. And that's all I need, Dave. Because you guys will get tired because you won't be able to take us down. And then eventually you'll all just like collapse and then I'll just sweep in and just 
tease all out. I think the Silver Surfer's all right for stamina, you know, when he's bombing it around in outer space. He's, yeah, but he's, he's not in heat, though, Dave. He melts in heat. <laughs> he, he's not in I heat. I don't know where you've got this from. <laughs> <laughs> Anything in the desert, he melts, honestly. He does. He turns to molten melt. So he's, he's gone. You've got me thinking about where I would place them on a five-a-side pitch now. So I, I'm just I'm going to stop that because <laughs> I think they'd all make quite good goalkeepers. But I'm like, oh, no. well, Snake like, would have to be my fox in the box, though. He'd, he'd have to be the poacher. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think this is a conversation that will probably continue for the next few days uh, between these two. Um, so those are our teams. <laughs> Remember head to Twitter, Comics in Motion Pete, cast your vote. I will put this Twitter vote up probably at the end of the day when this releases. It can only go up for seven days max. So make sure you get in there quick and put your votes in and send your comments in. Let us know what you think about the teams. Who would you have picked? Anyone that they missed out that definitely should have been in there? Guys, thank you so much for joining me and entertaining me because uh, this is exactly what I needed today. Um, I have <laughs> run out of popcorn. Um, let's remind the fine people where they can find you on the intranets. Chris, where can people find you? So if you want to come to Twitter and give me abuse, uh, mm -hmm. go over to at Chris Phelps 78. I do have a YouTube channel where I do my holiday stuff, Phelps Travel Vlogs, which have finally hit 500 views uh, subscribers today, which I've got a community now. I haven't told you that day. We've got a community now, which is good. But if you do want to listen to my main passion and my gobshite voice, I am with my wingman, Mr. Horrocks, um, on pretty much <laughs> most podcasts. So we're on the CD Reality Cast podcast where we both do reality TV and it's absolute nonsense. And we have far too much fun talking about all these absolute muppets on there, but it's our bread and butter. And then we also have the Comics in Motion. Me and Dave are going to start doing the TV and movie stuff again now because we've literally get to the point where all these shows we've been doing daily have just sort of took over so we've we've made a pledge and possibly the cartoons but i will save our other podcast for dave because i don't want to steal his thunder was that the vhs that you didn't mention <laughs> it was <laughs> indeed dave. sometimes so the vhs strikes back so chris and myself will go down a trip uh, down memory lane and and pick some movie one week and it, it's a lot of fun because we pick uh, you know, I'll pick one week, Chris will pick another. And then we also have Patreons who, who give us a pick as well. So we've been able to see some movies this year that we hadn't actually seen. And so some gems in there, some fucking horrendous uh, movies as well. You know who you are, Spider-Dan. <laughs> <laughs> and I will mention as well, because we, we had a review come in and uh, reminded me that we had the Back to the Office podcast as well so chris and i again you know we'd reminisce we'd come up with you know parallels to what was going on in the office this is the uk office so the first two seasons plus the christmas specials and whatever was going on in that episode chris and i would try and think okay have we had any similar stories from our own uh, personal lives as well so that was a lot of fun to do and, and again that's on the car that's in the freezer at the moment and we keep threatening do we do extras or afterlife or something like that but um yeah and the final one that i will plug is mandatory music and cd so mandatory cd on twitter and that's where Max uh, uh, Byrne, Tony Farina and myself will go through a uh, an album that meant something to us uh, in our lives growing up. There's a theme to the stuff I do, isn't there? Like nostalgia and <laughs> <laughs> what have you. But that, we, we only have that on a, um, on a monthly basis. So just so we can all stay sane. <laughs> I don't know. I think we all lost that a long time ago. Everyone <laughs> in comics in motion. Um, yeah, perfect. Thank you so much. Thank you both of you for joining me, the podfathers of comics in motion. It has been an absolute honor to have you both on. Thank you a million times over for everything. Really. Um, you can find me at superdummy.co.uk. All of my crap is on there. Um, find out more about this show superdummy.co.uk slash draft. As I say, go to Twitter, get voting. 
vote, vote, vote. Tell everyone to get voting. Please, I don't want another draw because this is just stressful. So I don't think we'll have another draw. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Dave's getting fucking whitewashed on this one. I'm going to come over with it and take him the trophy. I've already bought the, the, um, the bus as well, the Victory <laughs> Parade on Manchester. <laughs> Release the DVD. <laughs> <laughs> I need some of the way United play, Dave. So there you go. <laughs> it, gentlemen, it has been an absolute honour. I know this argument will continue, so I will stop recording now. And then the two of you will probably be still here in about five days' time. Thank you <laughs> so much, gentlemen. Everyone out there for listening, thank you so much. And go get voting. Ta-da. Bye. Bye now.